0: welcome to the spiritual warfare network podcast the training ground for warriors in christ who are ready to walk in their god-given power and authority apostle decoy green is about to equip you with kingdom strategies and teach you how to strategically pray and effectively engage the enemy in spiritual warfare now let's get into today's teaching now open up a prayer we will dive right on into the Word. Father God, we come now uh, on this day that you have made. Oh God, we give your name glory, honor, and praise. Oh God, thank you for another opportunity to uh, open up the Word of God. Oh God, we thank you, Holy Spirit, for uh, all that's going to be said and done tonight. We ask you to open our eyes that we have clarity. Open our ears that we may hear. Oh God, touch our hearts. Oh God, that you, that your Word may go in our heart. Oh God, as a seed. Oh God, and it shall take root. So we, right now, we come against any distraction of the enemy that will try to throw our way. That will try to uh, steal this word from us we come up against it now in the name of jesus we declare the word shall go forth with power and we know that it shall accomplish what you set it out to accomplish in the earth so we thank you now oh god we holy spirit we invite you on this call to have your way in the mighty name of jesus oh god we give your name glory honor and praise these are the best we ask in your son jesus name we pray amen amen and amen all right so uh so last week uh we were on Uh, We covered uh, part 20 of our series uh, of our spiritual warfare training. Um, And last week's topic, we talked about um, the hostile takeover. Um, And and, and just a brief recap of that. We talked about the hostile takeover. Uh, We talked about how, uh, again, in this particular season, uh, that we have to apply all that we know in God to do all the things he's telling us to do. Because all of our training, all of your training in God has prepared you for this season in your life, and so therefore it's time for a hostile takeover. In other words, there are some things that, that, that are out there that belongs to us. The enemy is sitting on and trying to and holding hostage, and now it's time, literally for the hostile takeover. And of course, when you engage the enemy in warfare, you don't be nice because you have to keep nice at home because the enemy does not play nice, so therefore we shouldn't play nice. So leave nice at home, and so we have to be nasty about it in the spirit, a godly, righteous indignation. And also we talked about how uh, you're a conqueror, and conquerors aren't man-made. They're God-made. So so again, you're a child of God. You're in his army. You're a conqueror, and conquerors are not man-made. They're God-made, and there are people who are waiting for you to shift into the position that God is calling you to because answers are in you that they've been waiting on for a while. So again, you have to take over, literally take over in your God-assigned territory, and you have to be unapologetic about it. Because understand that demons know who you are, and they know that you're on the rise. They know that you're coming, and that they know that you're powerful in God, and they know that they cannot touch your power. Um, And and not only that, uh, we also talked about how um, the more the enemy tries to inflict uh, uh, damage or try to inflict you, afflict you, if you will, um, that that the joke is really on the enemy because God does math differently. Um, The more the enemy tries to steal, etc., the more God will actually multiply. In your life, uh, when you get that, that that breakthrough, and that and at the end of the day, when you talk about the hostile takeover demons, don't have to, you don't have to know their demon's name, but they know your name because again because of the hell that you've been causing in their lives. And so again, that you can't back down, you can't shrink back. And at the end of the day, also uh, not to get caught up on people, because sometimes we get caught up in people doing this and people doing that. But understand that we say before that people aren't your enemy; they're just sometimes used by your real enemy, which is Satan and his demons. And again, that when the enemy attacks. We can't react to the problem. We have to respond with God's instructions. We have to respond to God's instructions. And, of course, we're talking about rejecting fear um, in the midst of of battle, Uh, not looking at how big the problem appears until it makes you forget who God is um, because no problem looks big when uh, you're in Christ. And, of course, that God didn't send you here to share space with the enemy, but you're supposed to literally uh, take over that space. And so, again, it's going back to your, your kingdom, dominion, and power that you have. Uh, to literally take over the hostile takeover in your God-given territory, and so and to stop trying to be normal, because uh, again, you aren't meant to be normal. The word is the, the world is normal, but as God's child, you're not normal. So, so just kind of remind you that too. But again, so we talk about the actual hostile takeover in our God-given assigned territory. So that's just a brief brief recap uh, of last week, and and tonight we're on part 21, part 21 of our spiritual warfare training. Uh, and tonight we're talking about exposing and conquering the enemy. So we're going to cover a lot tonight um, as we kind of on the back end of this series. Uh, we'll, the plan is to conclude it next week. Uh, uh, so again, this is part 21. So tonight is exposing and conquering the enemy. So understand that that the enemy needs to be exposed in your life so that you know what's fighting against you. And if it's not exposed, they can hide in and around your life and go undetected. So the Holy Spirit will expose demonic activity in your life. And you can use the power of the Holy Spirit to cast it out. Okay, that's basic, simple stuff. We know that. So, so you're not weak because there's no such thing as a weak child of God when you have the power of the Holy Spirit living in you. So right now we're just doing some reminders to, to kind of build our case. So, so you might get tired along the journey, you know, of course, from the attacks and, and wondering where for breakthrough, where it's for manifestation. Why is this taking so long? Why hasn't this happened? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but, but you're not weak. So you, you might get tired along your journey, but you're not weak. Your flesh is weak, but your spirit is very strong. And that's why we have to feed our spirit with God's word and prayer. So in other words, you need to engage the enemy with a full spirit. You need to engage the enemy with a full spirit. And so you fill your spirit with God's word and prayer. So you need a full spirit. just like our physical body needs to be filled with food. Our spiritual body needs to be filled with the things of God. So you engage the enemy, you need, to, well, if you want to engage the enemy, you need to engage it with a full spirit. And so there, there there, are traps that the enemy has set for you, but God never sends you on a mission blinded. The trap the enemy set will be used uh, against them. So again, your victory, we know, is tied to God. So when God exposes what demons are trying to, what the demons are trying to do in your life, it will bring shame to them as you cast them out in the name of Jesus. So you should not take days off in prayer. We've been saying this over and over again. You should not take days off in prayer. Because demons don't take days off on trying to find a way to slow you down. They know their time is short. They know they don't have that much time to waste. So this is why they're relentless in trying to steal from you, attack you, frustrate you, etc. Some of you right now are frustrated with some things. However, again, you know that you have power and authority over those demons. So don't be afraid to use the power that God gave you over the enemy. It doesn't work until you actually walk in the power. That's the difference. It does not work until you actually Accept it and walk in that power. And the power that God gave you is never broken or weakened. Hear me clearly. The power that God gave you is never broken or weakened. You're just fighting an enemy that you have power over that's trying to weaken you. So don't buy into the lies. Don't allow them to control your feelings and your reactions. Don't allow them to control your feelings and your reactions. You must remind demons that you run the show, period. You run the show, and some of you have forgotten that. Based on your situations, based on, on, on whatever your territory, you've forgotten that, and you're allowing situations to shake you. You're allowing the enemy to influence people to shake you. So you have to remind them that you run the show in the spirit. They're intruders on your territory, and it's your responsibility to evict them. The burden is on your shoulders because you already have all the tools that you need to evict them. So don't play nice with demons because they aren't coming to play nice with you. They cause problems, and you have power. To erase those problems again demons cause problems and you have power to erase those problems that they are bringing in your life in your territory you are the enforcer, So you got to understand your role you are the enforcer of your god-given territory so god des- desires all of us to be equipped with tools and knowledge to overcome demonic attack and ignorance watch this now ignorance to the demonic world is not an excuse because god made it clear that we have an enemy so therefore, you have to study what it's been. You have to study what has been studying you and evict them, because they're studying you. They know your likes, your dislikes. They know what makes you tick. They know you know where your weaknesses are, etc. So they've been studying you. You need to study them to know what's going on. Okay, what what's the pattern? We talk about patterns. Look for patterns. Certain patterns you may notice. Okay, that the enemy okay, keep on trying to do the same thing. Okay, so there's something to this. Okay, and and so that you can break it. So so we, this goes back to when we talk about personality again. We've talked this numerous times that, you know, you being shy does nothing in spiritual warfare. There's no such thing as a shy demon. So you aren't a shy Christian. So therefore, you have to be bold. You have an assignment here on earth and nothing should get in your way. So stop allowing the enemy to use people to try to shut you up or slow you down. You have much to say on earth because God is speaking through you. You have much to say on earth. Because God is speaking through you. That's why he gave you territory. That's why he gives you an assignment, etc. So your personality may be one as an introvert or just quiet in general, but you are transferring God's kingdom on earth. And when you're transferring God's kingdom on earth, I assure you that it is very loud. You can be quiet in nature, but loud in the spirit. It's impossible to be a carrier of the glory of God and not shift the atmosphere around you. I'm going to say it again. It is impossible to be a ki- glory carrier of God and not shift the atmosphere around you. And people may think you're quiet. They may be sleeping on you. They may be saying, ah, oh, they ain't got nothing going on there. But when you walk in a room, you're very loud in the spirit to the demons who are trying to hide. You're very When you walk in a room, when you're carrying the glory of God, you walk in your power are your authority, you, you can be quiet. You cannot say a word, but when you walk in a room, you're very loud in the spirit realm because demons recognize you and they're trying to hide. So don't you ever underestimate yourself again. The enemy wants you to live in what you see, and God wants you to rest in what he said. Again, the enemy wants you to live in what you see, but God wants you to rest in what he said. So you must awaken from your sleep and walk in your power and authority on a regular basis. It needs to become a regular basis, not just a special occasion. Every day you walk this earth is a special occasion. Because God placed something in you that others need. And we know Christians is coming up, but every day you walk this earth is a special occasion because God placed something in you that others need. And demons are being exposed in your life. Hear me clearly. Demons are being exposed in your life so you can see what has been attacking you. You can see what's been attacking your bloodline, your family. And when you see, you will know how to counteract. So you must be reminded that God is not getting off his throne. So God is ruling on earth, and he's doing it through you because he gave you power and authority on earth, as we already know. So stop viewing yourself as normal. As I said before, stop viewing yourself as normal. That's some of your problem. That's some of your problem. You're still trying to view yourself as normal, and you're still trying to exist as though you're normal. You're still trying to exist as though you're supposed to fit in. There is nothing normal about you because because you have abnormal power living in you. That must be exercised on earth. There is nothing normal about you. Hello. There is absolutely nothing normal about you because you have abnormal power living in you that needs to be exercised on earth. And you will and you will conquer the very demons that has been trying to conquer you because all you should know to do as God's child is win. All you should know is how to win. You must have a, menace, a winner's mentality. Losers are not a part of God's kingdom. Because losing is a foreign word. Losers are not a part of God's kingdom because losing is a foreign word. All right, let's go to 1 Corinthians 10 and 13. And then we're going to take off here. 1 Corinthians 10 and 13. Okay, again, 1 Corinthians 10 and 13. All right, and it reads No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. That with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Okay, so we see from this passage the temptation you may face in the world is nothing that is not common to humankind. The temptation you face in the world is nothing that is not common to humankind. Okay, And so the enemy may tempt you, but God will rescue you if you call on him. God is faithful because when you're tempted beyond what you can handle, he will provide a way of escape for you so that you can handle it and overcome it. So God provides a way for you out of any situation, but you must be willing to take his way out. So we know that God will provide a way out of any situation, but you must be open and willing to take his way out, the direction he's taking you in. So the flesh and spirit are always at war with each other because, again, they're two complete opposites. But there is no temptation that we will ever face where God does not allow for us to have a way out. It's impossible for problems to be bigger or stronger than you, because the Holy Spirit in you is bigger and stronger than any problem you will face. So again, it's impossible for your problems to be bigger or stronger than you because the Holy Spirit in you is bigger and stronger than any problems that you will ever face. Simple as that. It's bigger than any problem that you will ever face. So, so it's something something to keep in mind. Bigger than any problem that you will ever face because of the power of the Holy Spirit that's living in you, that's at work in you. And so and so you gotta keep that in mind. Okay? And so so the flesh may very well be weak, but we're more than able to overcome giving into lustful desires or anything the enemy tempts tempts us with because the spirit is strong, which makes us strong. Again, the spirit is strong, which makes us strong. Okay. And so now we're going to go into uh talk about one particular spirit. So again before that, again a reminder that you're not mere flesh. So sometimes we get caught up in our in our physical, so we know you can't engage the enemy with your flesh. You're you're not mere flesh, but you're a living power and you have to be being escorted by your flesh. That 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 the the power that you have on the inside of you, your flesh is simply escorting that power around on the earth. Okay, and so now we're going to get into uh, the first one we're going to talk about. Let's go to Acts 16 and 16. We're going to talk about the spirit of Python. Acts 16 and 16. Acts chapter 16, verse 16. Acts 16 and 16, and we're going to talk about the spirit of Python. So, and it came to pass, as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. So we know that soothsaying is a fortune teller. And in the Greek, Greek, uh, spirit of divination is translated spirit of python, P-Y-T-O-H, P-Y-T-H-O-N, like the snake python. So the name python was sometimes used in reference to a prophetic demon and was also used of soothsayers. So python was another name for the Greek god Apollo. And Greek mythology said that python was a huge serpent that predicted future events and Apollo destroyed it. And thus, that's how you got the name python. So there, there were some people who worshiped this false god and were influenced by this spirit and predicting future events or a fortune teller. And this was the spirit of divination, which is what we see in this particular text. And so notice with this spirit, uh, this spirit tried to present itself. No, notice when this spirit tried to present itself. It said that uh, it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination met us. So this spirit popped up when they were on their way to prayer. Understand this. Demons will do everything in their power to try to prevent you from praying because they know the damage your prayer causes. That's why I say you can't afford not to pray. Demons will do everything in their power to try to prevent you from praying because they know the damage that your prayer causes. And so the spirit in this passage was a spirit of divination. uh, And divination means using witchcraft to try to discover future events or to cause future events to happen by some supernatural means, it's demonic. So when you see the spirit of divination or Python operating, uh, you will also see false prophesying uh, and a profit motive, like for money. P R O F I T, a profit motive. So money will often be attached, just as it was here. And this is why fortune tellers or psychics charge for them uh, to release information. They charge. Okay, I remember seeing a uh, some special they had on. Uh, I don't know, was it Eight Line NBC or 60? Something, one of those shows. And uh was showing how 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 these uh how many people how much people lost so much money and how much money they asked thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars constantly going out and they had to keep bring back more money, okay to, to, to get them to release certain information, et cetera. Um, and so and what makes it worse is that people are literally paying for a demonic attack and they don't know it. You go you, 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 so so again, psychics, fortune tells, etc., are demonic. They're not from God. So there are people who are paying money to the go there, like, oh that's right, that's correct. But would you don't understand it? is that the enemy knows certain things too okay and so you, so if someone goes to a psychic fortune tell etc palm reader all that stuff you're literally paying for a demonic attack and you don't know it so satan's kingdom is not broke satan's kingdom is not broke uh there's a spirit called mammon in, in matthew 6 and 24 uh mammon m-a-m-m-o-n a spirit called mammon and some translations uh you may say money you may say god you can't serve god and mammon some translators say you can't serve two masters you can't serve god and money but the spirit of mammon is in charge of satan's treasury he's the chief financial officer if you will so their spirit is behind the money and the world system it causes it causes folks to have a love of money because remember that money which scripture says is the root of all evil it didn't say that money is evil it says the love of money the love of money that is the root of all evil, which begins causes greed and all that stuff like that so so again not money itself, but the love of it. So this spirit of mammon is worship by those who want to rule the world for selfish ambitions. Uh, the New World Order and other satanic organizations are funded by this spirit, the spirit of mammon. So again, please understand, Satan's kingdom is not broke. They have an agenda too that they push on the earth. And that's why it's your responsibility, as we talked last week about the hostile takeover, for you to take over the territory that God gave you. It's a turf war. It's a battle over territory. Satan and his demons want territory, and they don't have any territory. So they want our territory or want us to give it up so that they can rule in our place. Okay? So that's why you have to rule in your God-given territory and walk in your power and authority. So, again, uh, going back to the soothsayer, soothsayer or divination. uh, uh, What what is a Uh, soothsayer? A soothsayer is a fortune teller who claimed they could tell the future, reveal secrets, or interpret dreams— Magic or reading signs, those tarot card readers are all all demonic, so this is not of God. This is different from prophets who God reveals secrets to and and reveal future events to reveal certain things about the past, etc., to to build up, to edify, to confirm. So that's different from a prophet of God, okay, as opposed to a soothsayer, a fortune teller, etc., that's demonic. So if a person goes to a soothsayer or a witch. They legally gave Satan power over their soul through curses. Okay, so follow me now. So if someone goes to a witch or a soothsayer, they legally give Satan power over their soul through curses. So there's also a written record of the interaction kept under the sea, which is a demonic world known as the Marine Kingdom. And then and some of you know, you get I'm not gonna get deep into uh talking about uh, horoscopes and exciting. Oh that horoscope is so much like me. Oh next it's oh oh the Gemini's. Oh, the Scorpios, the Libras, et cetera. Well, yeah, there there they will be certain things because again, because it's attached to the demonic world. So yes, they will there will certain things that, that Satan knows those things. Okay, so you got to be careful when you start getting into all those things like that because again, they're not attached to God's kingdom. That that goes back into folks trying to read the moons and interpret things, et cetera. Uh, that's what they did back in those days and, and still do today. So again, so I'm so we again we're exposing the enemy so that you can conquer the enemy. Okay, and so again, going back to this, this, this underground, this underworld, this, this world under the sea, which is a demonic world known as the marine kingdom, and Satan has agents on the land, Satan has agents in the air, and he has agents in the sea, so we know about, you know, talk about the scripture talk about the overcoming the prince of the power of the air, has, okay, so about the airwaves and et cetera in, in the air, so, so Satan has uh, demons, again, on land, on air, in the air, and in the sea, and so what happens is Satan, Uses those records, as I mentioned, that this record that's kept under the sea, if you will, uh, uses those records to bring accusations against us. So there's many types of demons that fall under the marine kingdom, this water kingdom, and the curse is then released to follow the person. So let's say if someone goes to a fortune teller, psychic, etc., all that, tarot card reader, palm reader. What happens is the curse is then released to follow the person who went to the fortune teller. And their family. So not just, to just follow that person, but it gives them legal access to the family. And that's why when we talk about breaking generational curses and, and things that your ancestors may have done before you that you may not know they have done, that can still give the, those demons legal access to you because of something that could have done in the past, covenants and oaths they might have made uh, with demons. Going to fortune tellers, psychic, etc. By, by one person in your family doing that, that gives those demons legal access to follow you. To come at you, okay, and that's why we have to break it. So that's why you don't have to necessarily know what the ancestors done. But that's why we, when, you know, part of prayer is, you know, anything, any covenants my ancestors may, ancestors may have made that's not of God, I break it in the name of Jesus. So you can still erase it, you can still cancel it out. But the, the first thing is understanding how these things work. And so those curses must be broken. And some demons legally attack because of what someone in your bloodline did, and you have the authority of Christ to break that curse so it's not to be afraid of not to be upset about the thing is you have the power you have the authority to handle it to overcome it to disannul it okay and so and so there are in, in, entire demonic cities under the sea where satan trains those who work for him okay so an entire another world a whole spiritual world where satan will train his agents who work for him so everything that is supposed to be kid-friendly follow me now Everything that's supposed to be kid-friendly is not necessarily so. And that's why these demons are being exposed so that you will know. Let's talk about mermaids. Mermaids, and you know, see, oh, under the sea, the little mermaids or whatever. They're not fictional characters. It may, be, it may come across you as that, but they're actually demons. The real name is merfolk, M-e-r-f-o-l-k. M-e-r-f-o. you see how they did it, play? it's mermaids, but the real name is merfolk. However, one way demons gain access is through the media. So they're not, they're not trying to be exposed. They're not trying to be discovered, but that's, why they're, but that's why we're exposing them tonight. So don't take your responsibility lightly. Your prayers literally saves lives. And we know we've seen some things with Disney, and you you've seen they did some research, and, and the little uh, signs you see in the background for some of the movies, and, and, and some people just mentioned like it was nothing. But again, the enemy will try to get through any way they, they, they can possibly enter. Okay, through the media, whatever it is, it, whether they're trying to get to a kid, they will, They want to start early, and we're gonna get into that in a minute. So again, so that's why you can't take your responsibility light like, because you know, and you know you have the power and authority. You can use that power and authority to make sure that you handle what's been trying to attack you, what's been trying to attack your family, and so you can disannul it, be done with it. Okay, and now now the sorcery world is very organized. Okay, there's people who are part of this humans on Earth. Okay? The sorcery world is very organized. Uh, it even has its own government. So, And, and in the sorcery world, if you will, uh, women hold the highest position in the sorcery system. Uh, this is why when, you see, when you've seen psychics advertising on TV uh, – uh, you remember back in the day, the Miss Cleo, she was the most popular one back on TV back in the day. Uh, when, when you see psychics uh, advertising, you mostly see that they're women because in, that, in a sorcery world, that's, that's who, who's at the highest. And this is similar to how, how uh, there are many male witch doctors. Uh, and, a, and a sorcerer consults – and what does a sorcerer do? A sorcerer consults evil spirits to gain hidden knowledge. They consult evil spirits to gain hidden knowledge. And the thing is, the trick of the enemy is they're not going to seem like bad people. They'll seem like the nicest, sweetest person in the world. Oh, no, we don't we, – we have love. We are loving. We, we, so that's the deception of Satan. They're not all going to uh, – demons ain't all going to look like demons. Demons, you know, demonic activity is not going to necessarily look like a demonic activity because that's why Satan is crafty. He knows how he, – he tries to fool us, okay? And so, and so, again, so the spirit of Python, back to the spirit of Python. The spirit of Python or the spirit of divination is a ruling spirit that has demons of lower rank answering to it. So this type of spirit is very mature. You don't directly – now hear me clearly. You don't directly engage a principality or a ruling spirit unless they engage you. So now we do have more power than them, but they're just rules in the heavenly, in, in the heavens. So when you deal with principalities, that's, these are the ruling ones. When you deal with principalities, you send the warring angels, call, call forth the warring angels of heaven to fight on your behalf in the second heaven. And you know, we talk about the first, second, third heaven, the first heaven, we know that's where we live at on earth. That's, that's where God gave us dominion you know, over on earth. We're supposed to rule here. That's, that's our job to rule here on earth the second heaven that's where all the spiritual activity takes place that's where a lot of the, where the principalities reside etc uh in the third heaven we know that's where God's throne is that's where we die we go to heaven or hell so we go to heaven that's where God's throne is okay and so the first heaven we know that's where we live but the second heaven that's when you call forth you, you know your warring angels to war on your behalf against those principalities and so because we can't physically get to the second heaven so we need the warring angels to fight on our behalf and we know that you have you can give charge over angels. So you can tell them what to do. And so the ruling spirit of Python will many times hide behind other demons, but the spirit of Python is controlling their actions. So it's like a general in an army. The general in an army does not expose themselves. Python usually has several spirits closely aligned that he controls, several spirits that it controls. The spirit of Python we're talking about. And there is often found uh, beguiling spirits, and to, to, to beguile means to deceive, allure, and entice. So, so you see these spirits that try to deceive, try to lure you in, try to entice you to certain things, and they work to cause division. And division the in the body of Christ, division in your life, division in family, etc. And there's certain demons. Certain demons bring division between you and loved ones. So you have to go straight to the root of the issue and command those spirits to leave in the name of Jesus. So you go straight to root and command those spirits that have been attacking your family, been attacking your bloodline, been attacking your life, been attacking your family, I mean your, your finances to leave in the name of Jesus, whatever it may be. But again, the, so often you see these spirits that are attached or controlled by these higher-ranking principality. So a python is a powerful snake that constricts and squeezes prey to death slowly. And just like the snake, the spirit of python gets around his victim, which can be a person, a family, a church, an area. And it slowly squeezes the life out of them. And its manifestations—what are some of the manifestations? Manifestations of this spirit—it may be weariness, fatigue, confusion, frustration, and its actions. Uh, you see it in churches, uh, uh, ministry, because uh, it, it tries to attack everywhere. Uh, finances or your home are often so you feel this constricting as it begins to tighten its grip on on whatever it's trying to trying to uh, destroy. And, so, and, and this spirit causes people to leave their circumstances because it manifests heaviness, depression, oppression, and pressure. And understand this. Depression is not just a mental illness. Depression is not just a mental illness. It's a spiritual attack. You can't simply treat a demon or it will come back. It must be cast out. That's the enemy trying to attack your mind. Mind-attacking spirits want to get you out of your right mind. So they can try to convince you to do things outside of God's will. That's why it's a mind attack. They're trying to get you to do things outside of God's will, to think things outside of God. Okay? And so, and so again, you've got to put it all in perspective here, what this spirit will try to do. And so with the spirit of Python, uh, there will be uh, manipulation involved. And people will not uh, be open to correction, if you will. Uh, they'll try to control every situation. And, custom and tra- customs and traditions may be strong, and they have to be torn down. Certain things have to be torn down. Visions and creativity will be choked. Okay, you feel all my visions. Which I, I'm, not, I'm all over the place. My vision. I, 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 I feel like it's choked. I feel like I'm trapped. Visions and creativity will be choked. Python will cause people to become fearful, weak, and weary. People will, st- watch this now, how this spirit will manifest. People will start questioning their own vision, their own position, their own calling. It tries to squeeze out of you everything that God has called you to do. It tries to literally squeeze out, try to make you weak, weary, worn out, to squeeze out everything God called you to make you drop the vision, to make you feel like, oh, what's the point of it? No one gets it. What's the point of it? I can't do it. Whatever. I don't want to do it. I'm angry. Okay? It, so it calls you to try to leave the very place that God has planted you, and to try to leave and, and drop the vision that God get put in you. Okay? And so so, so hear me clearly. There are demons trying to steal the vision God placed in you because they know if you keep going forward, the vision will destroy their plan. The enemy understands that, so that's why they're trying to squeeze it out of you because they know that if you execute this vision that God is calling you, if you wake up to who you are in God, if you wake up to where God is calling you, what God wants you to do, you will not sit on earth just to exist. There is a purpose for you. There's a purpose you are here. There's a calling on your life. There is something that God wants you and only you to do. I'm talking to you. There is something that God wants you and only you to do. And there are lives that are depending on you giving God a yes. There are lives that are depending on you to get in position to do what he's called you to do. And I say week after week, you don't, I don't want to hear nothing but oh, you know, everyone else, so many people are doing that. So, oh, there's. There is room at the table for you. Trust me, there is plenty of room at the table for you, or God would not have given you that vision, or God would not have placed it upon you. There's plenty of room at the table because there are people that you would touch that that some other people will never get in contact with. So you cannot take your responsibility lightly. So this is what Python would do. It impacts groups of people at once. It's greedy because it's not coming for one person. It's coming for all because it deals with regions. That's why you see certain, certain regions they will try to attack, and you will see certain patterns in certain regions. And that's why the same attack and pattern can be found in families even. That's why you see a history of certain illnesses and other attacks in your family. If you notice that certain things were passed down, if mama had that, then daddy had that, then daughter had that, then son had that, and then you start seeing certain patterns that attack certain members of the family, certain members of certain groups, etc., because that's, that was an all-out attack on the bloodline. That was an all-out attack of the enemy to try to take out an entire group of people, to try to take out multiple generations, okay? So in speaking on this, there are other slick things that Satan will do to try to deceive, okay? So follow me now, because this one right here is go, going to shock some of you, and you're going to like, oh, I don't know what that's." Hear me clearly. I'm telling you, Satan is crafty. Yoga. Let's talk about yoga. We talk about people, oh, yoga, I can stretch better, and I, I'm just great. This is wonderful. Oh, I feel so much better. Please understand, yoga is very dangerous. Christians should not do yoga even if they try to say it's Christian yoga. There's no such thing as Christian yoga. Just because the name is changed does not mean that the positions change. Just because someone puts, hear me clearly, just because someone puts Christian on something does not necessarily mean it's Christian. The enemy is not trying to be exposed. However, your authority of Christ gives them no choice but to be exposed. Now follow me now, follow me. Demons don't mind saying Christian. Follow me very clearly. Demons don't mind saying Christian or God because it can mean so many different things, but they are terrified and forbidden to say the name of Jesus. So so, so you see some deception. Demons don't mind saying Christian okay, or God because it can mean so many different things. Different people call different things God. They know how you talk about the same God, but they're terrified and they are forbidden to say the name of Jesus. And what does yoga mean? Let's go back to yoga. Yoga means union with God. You're like, oh, see, it's union with God. That's, that's, that's okay. That's, it must be Christian. It's union with God. No, it's the Hindu God. Yoga means union with God, but the Hindu God. If you look at the yoga's instructor's manuals, there's, there's many who's done, who've been in it, done it, will tell you this. It talks about opening the seven chakras, or the, the spelled C-H-A-K-R-A-S, the seven chakras. And most won't tell you, but in the manual, it tells you that once you get to the fifth chakra, because there's seven of them, Once you get to the fifth chakra, there's a warning in the the, the instructor's manual, and it says that it's not advised that you open the fifth chakra because there's no telling what will happen. And some people who open the fifth chakra literally go insane. The fifth chakra is located at the base of the neck where the end of the tongue connects, the end of your tongue connects. So at the base of your neck where the end of your tongue connects. And when you open the fifth chakra, you will begin making sounds that you don't know. Follow me now. You begin, begin making sounds that you don't know, but those are demonic tongues, not tongues that you get from being baptized in the Holy Spirit, but those are demonic tongues. You, you do that yoga, you get to that fifth chakra, begin to speak those unknown language. That's not the tongues that we speak when we talk about we baptize the Holy Spirit. Those are demonic tongues. So if you, if you have done yoga, renounce it and demand any spirit attached to it to leave it in the name of Jesus. Okay, so you didn't know what you didn't know, so don't freak out about it. It's now you know, because again, those spirits are being exposed, and there's people who are doing yoga who have no idea that what it's attached to. But they're innocent to it, but like I said, ignorance is not an excuse. Now that you know, okay, you can share with them, you can pray for them, etc. To know that that's not something to do. And watch this now, so we can go a step further before we get into our next passage. Okay, so every position in yoga is a prayer position to different demonic gods. So you didn't know that. Every position in yoga is a prayer position to different demonic gods. It's, and, and, so what, and so when people do this particular position, it calls those demons down when the position is made. So it's literally inviting demons in their lives. And all, the, and all the positions are animal positions representing certain animals that can call those spirits down. So each of those positions are dedicated to a certain demon. And of course, animals aren't evil in nature. But again, everything God creates would happen. Satan tries to duplicate with his twisted version. And okay, and then martial arts and karate is the same. Martial arts and karate is the same. This is why there's a big push for kids to get started with it. Satan is crafty. So some who teach it are not even aware of the real dangers that can go that can go undetected for years. Because Satan is patient. So follow me, this is a key principle. You gotta get it. you gotta walk away with this very important principle. So again, that's why Satan will try to Satan even try to get into certain Disney movies and certain things that so you gotta you gotta be watch careful what your kids watch, what you're exposing them to, okay, like I said, martial arts is no different from yoga okay karate all that so so let me, so I'm gonna show you this now so let me show you how patient sickness this is the key principle you gotta catch this. demons can plant a seed as a child At, when you were a child we i was a child a demon can plant a seed when someone is a child. That is time released, meaning the seed is, is scheduled to go into effect at a certain time in their life. So he's okay okay, plant the seed. Don't let it take root it So no one will know anything. Just let that seed be there. And then there could be some things that come up as an adult later on because it's scheduled to be released. Maybe when you're an adult, when you're a certain age, and it's scheduled to be time released if it's not uprooted. And so when that seed is, is scheduled to be released, and it, if it hasn't been uh, uprooted, then it could come as an adult. And then when that seed is released, that's when certain things are supposed to take place. It's like a curse, but it's like a curse that has a, 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 a time when it's supposed to happen, like a ticking time bomb. Like, okay, it's not supposed to go off yet. It's ticking, but it's not going to go off until this time. And that's why, again, you have the power of authority. So that's why you have to send the blood of Jesus. We talked about using the blood of Jesus. So you need to send the blood of Jesus to uproot those seeds and command them to leave in Jesus' name. So, so then that goes back to saying if there's any seed. That's been planted in my life. I send the blood of Jesus to uproot it in the name of Jesus. You speak it over your kids. If there's been any seeds that's been planted in my children, I send the blood of Jesus to uproot it in the name of Jesus. So again, you have the power and authority, but the thing is, Satan is banking that on that you don't know it. You understand? He's banking on you not knowing. He's banking on you not knowing that there's seeds that he's sown. Okay? So, so now that you know, you know how to govern yourself accordingly. And again, you're... Nothing to be afraid about, nothing to be worried about. You have the power. You have the authority to get rid of it, but you just need to know what's there, okay? And that's why it doesn't hurt. That, 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 that you don't have to know every little detail of everything, but whatever it is, anything that's in me, anything that's, that's attached to me, anything that's trying to influence me, that's not from God. I command to leave in the name of Jesus. I send the blood of Jesus to wipe it out, okay? So, so using your spiritual weapons. All right, let's go to uh. now we're going to talk about the spirit of Leviathan. Let's go to Isaiah 27 and 1. Okay, so I'm going to talk about the spirit of Leviathan. That's L E V I A T H A N. L E V I A T H A N. The spirit of Leviathan. We just talked about the spirit of Python. Now we're going to talk about the spirit of Leviathan. Again, that's Isaiah 27 and 1. And it reads In that day, the Lord with his severe sword, great and strong, Will punish Leviathan, the fleeing serpent, Leviathan, that twisted serpent, and he will slay the reptile that is in the sea. And he will slay the reptile that is in the sea. Now let's go to Job chapter 41, verses 1 through 5, and then we're going to read verse 34. So Job chapter 41, verses 1 through 5, and then verse number 34. Job 41, again, beginning with verse number one, we're going to read verse one to five, and then we're going to jump to verse 34. So, Job chapter 41, beginning with verse one, it reads Can you draw out Leviathan with a hook, or snare his tongue with a line which you lower? Can you put a reed through his nose, or pierce his jaw with a hook? Will he make many supplications to you? Will he speak softly to you? Will he make a covenant with you? Will you take him as a servant forever? Will you play with him as with a, white, as, as with a bird, or will you leech him for your maidens? Verse 34, he beholds every high thing. He is king over all the children of pride. So here we see in this passage, in Job 41, uh, uh, God was describing Leviathan to show Job how powerful this Leviathan spirit was and letting Job know that Job could not fight this in his own strength, but that he needed God. So God was looking, he said, look, you can't overpower Leviathan in your strength. And again, Leviathan is a principality or a ruling spirit. And so this was the, so so, so God was helping Job see the, the, the humble him. He said, so again, this was the humble Job because of the pride that Job developed to think he could approach God in any manner and assume that he was so sure of what God was doing. So God was pretty much checking Job. And so the problem was that Job was wrong and God had to correct him. So don't get mad with God when you don't even have all the details. Don't blame him for things that he gave you power to change. Again, don't get mad with God when you don't even have all the details. Don't blame him for things that he gave you power to change. That's why they to walk you past. Some of you are mad, some of you right now, under the sound of my voice, are frustrated with God about something and you don't have all the details. Lord, why hasn't this happened yet? What's, what's going on with this? Just like Job. Just like Job. Like Job was so certain that he knew what he was talking about. That he think he can just assume what God was doing. So don't get mad with God when you don't have all the details. You know he has your best interest at heart. You know that he He knows the beginning from the end. He said that he will never leave you nor forsake you. He already said that he desires for you to prosper and be in good health. He already said that there's no good thing he will withhold from you if you walk up right. So, okay, you don't know. He he already said that. It's done. You know he desires great things for you. So don't sit there and get frustrated and be angry with him. Now, he can handle your anger. He can handle your frustration. But I'm just saying, you don't have all the details. You're not God. But he's, that's where your faith has to come in. Faith said, Lord, I don't know all the details, but I trust you. You created me. You are the reason I'm alive. You are the breath in my body. You are what I get my strength from. You are my source. You are my everything. So therefore, I have to now activate faith when fear tries to slip in. Because when you get angry, you're really just acting out of fear. Because you're fearful that you might not get what you've been praying for. You're fearful that you might not get that thing that you're waiting to manifest. You're fearful that you might have missed an opportunity, etc. That's all it is. So you have to replace fear with faith. Fear is from the enemy. So that's the enemy trying to sow a seed in your mind to make you think this is what it's going to be. They try to make you think this is how the end is going to be, and that's where the frustration comes in. We already talked about that spirit of Python. It starts with many, many lower-ranking demons to start working on you. It'll start with frustration and, and then stress, and then it can lead to depression, and then it'll just oh, one spirit invites another spirit. One, so, so it's you have to understand the, the, the way these spirits operate. Lower ranking makes room for higher ranking. So the more those lower-ranking spirits can get in a person or to influence a person, then it invites you for the higher ranking to come down. Okay? That's why uh, when a, a demon is cast out, it can be hundreds, thousands. We, when we talk about when Jesus cast out uh, 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 the spirit out of that demoniac, uh, scripture said that, he said, who are you, legion? They said, we're legion. That's, so that was over 6,000 demons right there because a legion was 6,000. So over 6,000 demons can come out of one person because if, if, if more spirits are able to be invited in, okay, because how long they've been sitting, they're like, okay, I, I've been on your bloodline for a while, okay, so we're going to invite this, we're going to invite this, and we're going to invite – and that's why you can see someone can get progressively worse, okay, until there's a change. But again, you have the power, you have the authority to, to to set someone else free who's going through something. You have the power to speak a word over somebody to encourage them, to pray for them that whatever on them will be broken. So keep in mind the responsibility is not just for your own life, but there's people you come in contact with because you're bringing God's kingdom. Your brain, it's no longer about you. you. Your agenda is dead. You have no agenda. Your only agenda is God's agenda. So you are here to push God's kingdom agenda. And Satan has his own agenda he's trying to get us to push. Okay? He's trying, and he has many other people that he's already convinced to push his agenda. So we're here to push God's agenda, to bring God's kingdom on earth. So again, so Leviathan is known as the king of the sea in the demonic world. Leviathan is known as the king of the sea. So Leviathan has a couple of different meanings. Its description in Joel points to a type of sea monster, more associated with a crocodile. It's also referenced as a serpent or a dragon. And so a dragon or sea monster is sometimes referred to as a serpent. Okay, So God calls it a fleeing serpent and a twisted serpent in Isaiah 27 and 1, as we covered earlier. So God told Job that he, he could not – he said, "Job, you can't draw leviathan out with a hook as it's an evil spirit that cannot be detected through the natural eyes it's hidden under the surface it tries to hide it's in the underworld demonic okay so demons are always trying to hide so they aren't exposed but when you show up they must present themselves and bow to your authority i say that again demons are always trying to hide so they aren't exposed but when you show up with your power and authority of jesus christ in you they must present themselves and bow to your authority and that's the authority of jesus christ so it's very true it's found in Scripture. That's when it says that they tremble at the name of Jesus. That's why I said they can say Christian. They can say God because they may not talk about the saying God. Uh, they can use the word Christian because cause that's just something that, you know, they begin to call followers of Christ Christian. Uh, at one point in time, they, we were called, you know, those of the way, you know. Uh, so there were different names that they gave to us, and Christian was the one that stuck. So then it was like, okay, well, I, we can say Christian. It's just a name y'all came up with. That's fine. Uh, we can call them believers, you know. We can call them whatever, but what they cannot call, they call us troublemakers. Even, but what 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 they will not say, and what they are forbidden to say, is the name of Jesus. Okay, and that's the difference. That's the defining line. That's the only way to God is through Jesus. There's no other way. There'll be many other folks, the 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 uh, uh, the conscious movers and all this in these new age movements and all that stuff, and, and they try to they 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 jack some stuff from Christianity and and they mix all these stuff in together to try to make it seem, oh, this is this the universe. And, you know, I just call on the universe to bring forth this. And, you know, and it sounds real good. Oh, it sounds so wonderful. Oh, they hijacked so many scriptures and made it, made it their own. And so it sounds good, but it's still demonic. It's still not leading to Christ. It's still not of God. Don't matter how it sounds, don't be fooled by how something sounds. It's, it needs to put back to Christ. And there's many folks who are falling into the prayer to those particular things that 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 kind of sound good, it, 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 and we talk about it has a form of godliness, but denies the power of. And there'll be some who will uh, try to use that, you know, Christianity, etc., to, to to exploit others. Okay, to push their own agenda. You're like, wait a minute, that don't sound right. That don't that don't sound good. What? What? Wait a minute. And so that's how Satan pushes his agenda. He's going to give you just enough to make it look good, but then that's when your spirit will be like, wait a minute, me right about this. This ain't. My spirit ain't bearing witness this. Okay, that's a red flag. Okay, that's, a, that's what the enemy does. He's very crafty. And so, and so we see from this passage again uh, that the, the spirit, the spirit of Leviathan is rooted in pride. It's rooted in pride. The spirit of Leviathan is rooted in pride and, uh, and, and, and it tries to promote, promote pride and self-righteousness. This spirit tries to hide revelation from us and tries to twist the word of God. It causes miscommunication. And uses lower-ranking demons who are part of Satan's marine kingdom to destroy marriages, family, friendships, business partnerships, ministries, etc. It also twists the truth in an attempt to destroy relationships. So you may speak something and mean well by it, but the other person may become angry and misinterpret what you said. And this is similar to what a crocodile does. It twists its prey until it kills it. Okay, we might say one example is about the spirit. Uh, So the enemy may try to twist your words. But the truth of God's word will always prevail. The truth of God's word will always prevail. So hear, hear this clearly. Leviathan is not just a demon, he's a demonic principality. Again, that's again when I say those ruling spirits. So again, you don't engage Leviathan unless Leviathan engages you in your region territory. You call upon your warring angels to engage those high ranking demons. Okay, those principalities. So and we know because we know principalities rule over kingdoms, cities, states, countries, continents. So they they're like the big dogs in Satan's army okay um and they but then we also there's there's also angelic and demonic principalities so there's also angelic principalities uh that that work for god but demonic principalities that's what they do they rule over large groups of people cities regions etc and so this this spirit attacks and then tries to go back into hiding so it throws the rock and hides his hand essentially the spirit attempts to destroy ministries again principalities control demons who report directly to them so they're like the general the supervisor the boss and they have lower ranking demons that report to them. Now, those lower ranking demons that may attack you and whatever it is, you, you engage them directly. You know, whatever it is, lust, anger, uh, uh, whatever spirits, you know, uh, poverty, uh, health, you know, demons of hell or whatever. Those, you you, you uh, take them out. But those ruling spirits, you know what I'm saying? You don't call out, I come up against you, Leviathan. You don't do that. Okay, unless Leviathan engages you. Because now you're dealing dealing with the principality, and there's rules in the spirit realm. So you don't engage the principality. You call your warring angels to engage them head on. Okay, so just so you know that, because that's a whole different world right there. Now, we have power over them, yes, but there's rules in the heavens. So stay within the parameters of the rules, and you'll be fine. Walk your power and authority. But if that spirit engages you, comes on your territory and engages you, then you engage it the power and authority in you. So just want to make that difference there. But it's not. We're we, not to be afraid of. We got power over them. But I'm going to show you how this kingdom. How that kingdom works. Okay. So again. It's rooted in pride. So we know. Pride comes before the fall. Pride causes one to be easily offended. This, this spirit rules over children of pride. According to Job 41 and 34. The spirit becomes the king. Over everyone who is full of arrogance and pride. Just as every creature in the water fears it every creature in the water fears leviathan okay um because again it's in, again, demonic spirit so pride is not from god so don't just swallow your pride so i'm gonna swallow my pride don't just swallow your pride but cast the spirit of pride out of your life and tell it not to return in jesus name leviathan is overcome through the word of god and repentance of pride that's one way to overcome uh the influence the influences of that spirit and like i said it starts with lower ranking demons to try to make more room for leviathan to have more of a hold Let's go to Ezekiel 13. Ezekiel chapter 13. Okay, one more scripture after this, but it's, so this we're going to cover a lot on this one too. Ezekiel 13, verses 18 through 23. Ezekiel chapter 13, verses 18 through 23. And it reads, And say, thus says the Lord, Woe to the women who sew magic charms on their sleeves and make veils for the heads of people of every height to hunt souls. Will you hunt the souls of my people and keep yourselves alive? And will you profane me among my people for handfuls of barley and for pieces of bread, killing people who should not die and keeping people alive who should not live by your lying to my people who listen to lies? Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against your magic charms by which you hunt souls there like birds. I will tear them from your arms and let the souls go. The souls you hunt like birds. I will also tear off your veils and deliver my people out of your hand, and they shall no longer be as prey in your hand. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. Because with lies you have made the heart of the righteous sad, whom I have not made sad. And you have strengthened the hands of the wicked, so that he does not turn from his wicked way to save his life. Therefore, you shall no longer envision futility nor practice divination, for I will deliver my people out of your hand, and you shall know that I am the Lord. And so in this passage, we find prophet Ezekiel. A uh, Prophet Ezekiel was delivering a prophetic word to the false prophets and, false, and the sorcerers uh, and the witches in the city. And so there were some people so desperate for a word during this time. There were some people who were so desperate for a word that they would believe anyone who appeared to offer them hope. And that was an easy setup for the enemy. That was, all. Oh, the enemy just saw that and just Just came flying down yes, this is the perfect opportunity. So understand, hear me clearly. Don't be so desperate for a word that you listen to anyone who has a mouth. Don't ignore the discernment that was given to you by the Holy Spirit. Again, don't be so desperate for a word that you listen to anyone who has a mouth. Because the enemy is seeking whom he may devour. He's looking for an opportunity to prey on your weakness, to prey on your desperation. But the Holy Spirit gave you discernment. And, it, and so again, you can't just, just believe any old thing, follow it, This someone got a mouth, because you want something so badly. and it's because, you, because you leave with much more than just a word if it's demonic. Seeking a witch doctor or some other demonic practice is simply inviting demons into your life personally. Things may appear to be good momentarily, but you just legally invited demons in to keep the party going. The enemy does not want you free but when you're in christ freedom is the only choice again the enemy does not want you free but when you are in christ freedom is the only choice it is the only option so so what is witchcraft witchcraft is the practice of by witches and wizards in which they use black magic which is the evoking of evil spirits for an evil purpose or to gain some type of hidden knowledge and a wizard is simply a male witch and there's witches and wizards on earth who practice witchcraft okay it's not just in New Orleans. It's not just in certain parts of Africa. It's right here in the United States. Okay, it's right here that people practice little roots and all that stuff, and putting stuff and you know mixing little stuff together and, and 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 go do this. You want them to love you here? Put this in their car. Put this in their drink. Go go ahead and put this you know in their yard. What that that's the people call it a root. That's that's witchcraft. It's demonic. Okay, and and so uh, and, and and what is black magic? Black magic. Uh, well, well, white magic. Uh, deals with uh, problems of like physical and mental diseases, accidents, natural disasters, um, and these demonic spells are usually done during the day. So that's, that's who, witches and wizards who pretty much try to put curses on people, you know, physical curses, mental illness, disease, car accidents, natural disasters, etc. cetera. Um, and so that's people who literally, witches who literally put potions and put spells together to try to attack a person. You know, people go to the witches and say, look, I got a problem with this person. I want, you know, or I want this job right here, and I, I want you to you know, make sure that this boss moves out the way or so, you know, something like that. So that's that's demonic. And black magic is pretty much the same thing, but it's just black magic because it's pretty, pretty much done at night. Uh, they, that's when they do their work at night. It's stuff that they do at nighttime, so that's why it's more so black magic. So again, it's witchcraft. It's demonic, and we have power over it. And so in this particular passage, we see in this passage here, uh, we see in verse 18 when it talks about woe to women who sold magic charms – or on their sleeves and in verse twenty it talks about so behold I'm against your magic charms by which you hunt souls like birds. Okay? So so when this passage talked about the charms, these were charms that were used by false prophets. Okay? So these were charms that were used by false prophets or sorcerers, you know, those who practice divination, etc Uh and it's the same type of charms used by those who practice divination witchcraft today. So it's the same type of charms used today. And they're demonic and they're usually tried they're tied to certain spells. Um, that's why uh, to ensure you completely. That's why it's important uh, uh, to ensure that you sever soul ties, that's ungodly soul ties. And so it's a good thing to get rid of possessions given to you by someone that you had a, bold, a bad soul tie with, whether it be clothes, jewelry, shoes, paintings, household items, etc. Because there are some possessions in your house that you need to get rid of because it's tied to a bad soul tie from your past. And this is important because just as demons can possess a person and oppress a person, demons can also possess a house or an object, okay? And this is what people call ghosts. They're so all they, oh, they ghosts when they say our house is haunted, et cetera. They're not ghosts of dead people. They're like, oh, it's the ghosts of whoever used to live there. No, they're demons, and demons can take on the appearance of people as well. They can also turn into different animals. Because think about it. Angels can take on the form of a person. They look like a person, etc. That's why Scripture says be careful that you may not know. Pretty much be careful how you treat people because you never know when you might be entertaining an angel. But demons, again, everything God creates, Satan tried to duplicate, Satan still, and his demons still have some power. And so uh, what happens is, so these demons, they talk about haunted houses and ghosts and all that stuff like that. They're really demons, and demons can take the prayers of people, like I said, and they can also turn into different animals. And that and that particular demonic ability is known as shape-shifting, it's known as shape-shifting, S-H-A-P-E, shape-shifting. So to be, the ability to turn into an animal... Or the turn and you think you see some of this stuff in movies. You know, say you think it's oh it's no big deal, it's nothing. But it it happens. So witches certain witches have the ability to do that. Okay, and and again it's demonic spirit, but that's called shape shifting. Able to turn into, you know, look like a person, whatever, etc. etc. And it's demonic. And so um also let's go since we talk about ghosts and etcetera and all that stuff of like that, uh, which are demons, uh also let's talk about communicating with the dead. Communicating with the dead is demonic. Uh you, you might you know about mediums, M E D I U M, they're known as mediums and they're they're out there, they they advertise their work, etc. Uh they used to like I said they used to be T V shows they used to come on TV and people would just be watching it, like, oh my God, that's that's Johnny. That's Johnny, yes, that's exactly the nickname Johnny used to Yes, Johnny used to call me Peaches. Yes, that's that's Johnny, that's the demon know that Johnny used to call you Peaches. So so no, that ain't no that ain't Johnny. That's a demon who's taking on the role of Johnny, 'cause because you have familiar spirits that used to study you that knows exactly what went on, okay? And so a, a medium communicates between the spirit world and humans, and they would often communicate. So this, so a person that poses as a, as a medium, what, what this person will do, they're under demonic influence, and, 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 and they, they, they would often, quote-unquote, communicate with the dead, which is really, again, a demonic spirit posing as the actual deceased person. And they will communicate with them for information. But all this did was, again, invite more demons. So, again, they were paying for demons to attack them. Ain't that something? Say, so, say, so they So this, they this. not only am I going to rob you of your mind, not, 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 not only are you inviting us into your house, but we're also going to rob you of some of your money because we're going to get you to pay for an attack. Ain't that something? Folks paying for a demonic attack. And so, and so those demons can, can pose as a deceased person because, again, they studied the person. They, they know what was what. So they have information on their entire life. To you so the person can sing it actually the deceased person communicating when it's really a dead a demon and so this passage also speaks about hunting souls in verse 18 and 21 it talks about hunting souls uh when he says you know pretty much so uh, you hunt the souls etc like uh like a bird etc and so um and so human witches those who practice witchcraft etc uh in the world uh human witches and wizards who get us because again they, they're consulting demons for this power okay and so because uh, I say demons have power, but they don't have power over us. They don't have more power than us. They don't have more power than the power of the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. So we have power over demons. We have power over witches. Okay? And so what happens is these human witches and, and, and wizards, they, they they get to a certain level in the demonic world. When they get to a certain level, uh, they can soul travel, known as soul travel, also known as astral projection. A-S-T-R-A-L, projection. Astral projection or soul travel. And this is when the soul leaves the body. And a demonic spirit takes over so that that person can travel, and and then this witch, and witches and witches use this particular soul traveling so they can spy on people that they're trying to cast a demonic spell on, or to see why something that they tried to put on a person is not working according to plan. And so that's why people, literal witches, human witches, who are under demonic influence have the power from demons to literally astral project or soul travel to go and spy on a person, and you know to see what what they're doing. To see why is this curse not working? Why is this not working? You know, et cetera, et cetera. And so, but again, we have power over all that, but I'm just showing you how that world works. So, and that's why I say it can make someone wealthy because again, they have money in their own kingdom. Okay, and that's why they can push their own agenda. Okay, and so in the midst of it all, this passage still lets us know that God is a deliverer because what did he say at the end? In verse 23, therefore you shall no longer envision futility, nor practice divination. For I will deliver my people out of your hand, and you shall know that I am the Lord. And because that power and that the authority that you have in you, you can deliver folks out of the clutches of the enemy. Okay, and it starts with you, whatever influence the enemy makes. because the enemy is always trying to attack all of us. Okay? It don't mean that there's some demonic possession, if you will, uh, but sometimes it's demonic oppression. But again, you have power over all of that. So again, that's why we start waking up to your power. And you got so now these we all we do. All I'm doing tonight is exposing some of the demonic world, so that you can conquer it. Because you already have the power to conquer it. That's all we're doing, okay? And so, again, God will deliver us out of any trap of the enemy. And it doesn't matter how deep you feel you have fallen. God can deliver you with one word. God can deliver you with one word. All right, let's go to our last passage. First Kings, chapter 18, verses 38 through 40. First Kings, chapter 18, verses 38 through 40. And We're going to talk about Baal and Jezebel spirits. This will be the last one we'll cover tonight. Uh Baal and Jezebel spirits. Uh Let's go to First Corinthians. I mean, First Kings, sorry. First Kings, chapter 18, verses 38 through 40. And for the sake of time, I'll go ahead and read it. First Kings 18, verses 38 through 40. It says, Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust, and it licked up the water that was in the trench. Now, when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. And Elijah said to them, Seize the prophets of Baal. Do not let one of them escape. So they seized them, and Elijah brought them down to the brook Kishon and executed them there. Uh, So here we find prophet Elijah elijah was a true prophet of god okay uh in battle he was in battle between the gods uh in in a battle of the gods between god the creator and the false god baal so it was a battle of the gods uh god the creator all ruling all powerful god and then baal that demonic spirit uh, and those who worship baal of course god proved himself victorious proved himself to be god so no matter what demon tries to go toe to toe with you it will be outmatched by the power of the holy spirit in you no matter what demon tries to go toe to toe with you, as long as you show up, you don't back down. It will be outmatched by the power of the Holy Spirit in you. And the spirit of Jezebel often controls other demons. Often controls other demons. Jezebel is the puppeteer, and one spirit can leave. Uh, well, one spirit can, can can leave a person and get seven spirits stronger than themselves. Because when the spirit, when the scripture is talking, you know, if spirit is cast out, it goes and it comes and gets seven spirits more evil than itself. So Jezebel can can control, again, Jezebel is another higher-ranking principality. So Jezebel can control lower-ranking demonic spirits until there's room enough for her to take full residence in a place. And this is why some people influenced by their spirit seem to progressively get worse over time. Jezebel is also concerned with one individual. I mean, it's not concerned with just one individual. Jezebel is more concerned with a group. So if you know something is out of order in the spirit, make sure that you pray that it gets in order. Although Jezebel was a woman in the Bible, the spirit is not gender-specific. The spirit of Jezebel loves to attach itself to leadership and aims to control and manipulate others. When it's fully manifested, it's not necessarily obvious because it tries to create soul ties to have the individuals to feel that they need to be dependent on the leader that's under her control. And so it tries to get other people to believe that they can't survive without being under that leader or connected to that person. You might have been in relationships with someone who feel like, oh, you can't make without me. You're going to crash without You're going to crash and burn. That's That spirit of Jesus is like an operation. It's manipulation to try to make you believe that I really am codependent on this person. It creates a codependency to continue to have control. And so some of you are still dealing with some of, some of the residue of that where you might have gotten away from the situation, but they still have some type of control over you in some way. To, they still do something to you, so you got to break that thing off you and that's like that spirit of jezebel that's trying to control that to try to try to try to keep you tied to them in some way okay and so it's very manipulative so you see some symptoms manifested in abusive relationships and this spirit uses spiritual authority and authority in general to seduce and all three and watch this now all three of jezebel jezebel was married was married to king ahab and so all three of their children mentioned in the bible they all did evil all of their children did evil So this spirit tries to create a lineage of evil in the church, businesses, family, etc. It wants to be transferred from one generation and one leader to another. But guess what? You have the power to ensure that certain demonic spirits won't have the opportunity to reach the next generation. This spirit tries to get one to worship a church or religious spirit and not the true spirit of God. This spirit also tries to kill and silence the true prophets of God or to gain influence with them. So it tries to shut up the prophets. The spirit tries to get the church to reject prophets of God and that and to say that oh prophets don't exist anymore. And once something and once someone or an institution is under the spirit's control, it dis- disguises itself as the spirit of God to fool others. So again it tries to appear to be godly but it denies the power thereof. And so when one tries to expose the spirit, the spirit may prophesy. Watch well, this how, how crafty the spirit is when you try to expose the spirit it may try to prophesy and be accurate because the demonic activity that's behind it, but it imitates the power of God, but it cannot imitate purification. It cannot imitate purification because it's not pure. It's not a pure spirit. So, again, that's how it will try to be deceptive, to try to say something that's accurate, to try to fool you off. Okay? So, hence, we cannot. that's why we cannot worship gifts, but we must pray for discernment. Because, so, okay, well, oh, they got that right, so they, might, they must be okay. They, they might be all right. That's to, to try to – so it can keep its hold – And your reason, the reason, church, relationship, whatever the case would be. So this spirit tries to pervert true praise and worship and bring in a spirit of idolatry. Every person not in their place leaves room for Jezebel. Every person not in place that's out of order leaves room for this spirit to begin to influence. And the way to get Jezebel to flee is through getting in your position and through obedience. Like I said, being in in position, doing what God calls you to do, what God wants you to do, being in position, being in order. So you can't afford to be out of your position in God because Satan will try to fill the space with his agenda. I'm going to say that again. You can't afford to be out of your position in God because Satan will try to fill the space with his agenda. So that's why we have to get in order, in divine order, okay, in divine order, okay, in the spirit of Baal, and we're done. Uh, so, again, Baal is a territorial spirit. Again, it's a principality, a ruling spirit. Uh and that's what we call our warring angels to, to, to fight against them. Uh, so Baal is the spirit that goes into regions. And whatever is the dominating sin, whatever the dominating sin is in that particular city, that's what the city is known for. Whatever dominating sin is in the church, that's what that church is known for. So Baal names the territory. So if there's a city known for uh, a high crime rate, whatever, or a lot of murders, okay, that's, that's the spirit. That's Baal is, is, is controlling that. And of course, you know, murder and stuff. I mean, there's certain things the are low-ranking demons, but Baal is controlling that. A spirit, that's a, a city that's known for its homosexuality, et cetera. Baal named that city. That's the spirit, a church that's known for certain things that's not in God's will. That's out of God. You know, a bunch of churches, churches where people who are controlling in the church, a bunch of manipula- ma- manipulation in church, a bunch of homosexuals in the church, a bunch of fornicators in the church, et cetera, a bunch of adultery going on in the church, passed down from leadership to leadership, et cetera. I've seen it, seen it happen. So that's what that church's known for. Okay? Whether people really, really, and, and so when that spirit is being transferred out, so that you have more members who are doing it, et cetera. And so Baal names the city, or I mean, it names uh, it names the territory. And Jezebel worshipped Baal, so Baal outranks Jezebel. So those who worship Baal believe that this spirit gave them prosperity because it was the god of nature and fertility, according to them. So oftentimes, whatever the weakness of the leader is, will dominate the church or that organization. And so that spirit also promotes sexual immorality in the church through lower-ranking spirits of lust, perversion, etc., that's under its control. Because remember, I would say this is a ruling principality that has lower-ranking demons under its control that goes out supposed to do the work against us. Uh, so hence, we discussed, as we discussed before, um, uh, the sexual orgies that male priests use women for for to get them to convert uh, to, in, in Jeremiah 3, 6-9, about those uh, sexual orgies that they would do to try to, it, it, was, it was active worship. So again, orgies sexual orgies a whole bunch of people having sex together, etc that's actually demonic worship, as we talked about before. And that's what they used during that time to get people to convert to start worshiping those gods. And and uh, and so this is and again Baal is a principality. So it truly will take a remnant of people, remnant of people, uh to get to make it take its grip off of a city, a region, a family, etc. And it must be expelled from the region. But again, you have the power, you have the authority, uh and that's why they're being exposed. Some of these spirits are being exposed, so you can know that there's low-ranking demons that try to get you off your game, they're try to steal the vision God place in you, et cetera. But guess what? You have the power and authority over it, so you should rejoice that you'll overcome the enemy by, by the word of your testimony and the power of the blood of Jesus, as Scripture says. Uh, so, again, that's all tonight. Amen. So, the uh, Deschamps, you can go ahead and close it out in prayer.
1: Father God, we come to you tonight just saying, thank you, Father. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We thank you for your blood sacrifice. We thank you for calling us out of darkness into your light, God. We thank you because the work is already finished, Father. We thank you for our pastor and for the fire that that you placed within his mouth, God. We thank you for the word that went forth on tonight, Father. Let it take root and not die, Father. Let it take root right now in the mighty name of Jesus, Father. For every caller on this line, Father, I ask that you would just anoint them from the crown of their heads to the soles of their feet, Father, and that you would just put fire into their mouths, Father, that they will go forth and share this word with others. Father, we thank you for we thank you for the revelation. We thank you for we thank you for the dreams that will come forth. We thank you for the prophetic word, Lord. We thank you for everything that you done for us and everything that you're going to do for us. Lord God, we cannot take this word lightly. There is a dying world out there, Father. There are individuals standing in the road and a bus is on the way, and we have to tell them that they need to get out of the way or they're going to get hit. Lord God, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your strength. You are high and lifted up, and we give you all the praise praise, honor, and glory right now, Father. We worship you. We magnify you. There is none like you in all the earth, Father. All of our praise and adoration belongs to you. We shift our focus on you, Father. We know that you are the reason for the season, God. We thank you for what you've done in our lives. We thank you for what you're going to do. And as we go forth, Father, help us to go forth with Power and in your might we love you and we adore you let our lives be pleasing unto you in your son's name we
0: pray amen 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 thank you minister Shomp. and so that's all we have tonight so remember again as always you are the breath of god and god never wastes a breath this is apostle green signing out god bless you a smile well upon you good night Warriors, thank you for tuning in to the Spiritual Warfare Network podcast and applying today's teaching. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow Apostle Green on social media.